0: Hello and welcome to another episode of A Deep and Meaningful Conversation. My name is Anthony. Thank you for everyone that's been listening to the podcast so far. Thank you to all the new subscribers. Thank you very much. I appreciate your love and your interest in this channel. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is an episode of Deep and Meaningful Conversations. The podcast is an exploration of consciousness. My whole ethos is essentially an exploration of consciousness through many different themes that can span from the mind, how the mind operates um, consciousness, how the, how your own consciousness affects you where consciousness comes from. What is consciousness, you know, different forms of perceptions, you know, energy, energy is consciousness. So I go into those themes. I also talk about the heart, the inner voice, the intuition as a form of consciousness and wisdom, which it is from my perspective. Um, so yeah, when you, if you're what to expect really from this podcast is just um, a very spiritual understanding and underpinning of different themes, the themes that I just outlined. So it's a, it's a spiritual podcast. It's a spiritual channel. Um, It's a deep conversation. Um, That's the whole theme. It's a, you know, it's a deep conversation and yeah, you know, that's, that's basically what it is. It's a, it's a deep conversation. And what is a deep conversation? A deep conversation is a conversation that is concerned with subjects that are beneath the surface. So when you're having a conversation, it, it, it's, it's a conversation that has subtext or a conversation that has a, a larger meaning, a deeper meaning, a substantial, which from my perspective, I'm leaning towards the spiritual angle. So I would say a metaphysical, philosophical conversation you know so you you know sometimes you're sitting on a you know on the bus or you're, you're at your friend's house you know or you're going for a walk or you're driving and you start to have a conversation about reality sometimes you just think you know what is the point of life you know sometimes you just think that and you say it to your friend you know what's the point why why are we even here you know and then your friend would just respond and say well you know i don't know or they would say you know, it's just, it's just life. You know, we're here. There's no, there's no real purpose. You know, we just live and, you know, and this is, a, we, this is all we have. And someone else would say, well, no, actually I think there's a deeper meaning. I think there's a purpose to life. I think there's a reason why we're here. And there you go. You know, you, you just, you just go in to those different themes and that's how, that's how it unfolds. That's how this whole conversation unfolds. And that's how you're, being led onto the spiritual journey, so to speak. I think it's a kind of pathway that reveals itself step by step. And if you're paying attention to the signs, you, then some, you just suddenly realize, oh, actually, I've been having these deep conversations all my life and I've been investigating consciousness my whole life, but I, haven't, I didn't actually know it. You know, I didn't know that's what I was doing. But that's exactly what I was doing. You know, me personally, through starting off by reading spiritual books and religious books, um, starting off by yeah, congregating and meeting other people who are very spiritual in bookshops. There's there's a, I won't name names, but there's there's certain bookshops that I frequent. In London, um, especially when I was of the age of 17, or 34 years old now, but that was, you know, when I was that young, basically, there was a particular shop I used to go to in Brixton, and there was a lot of spiritual people that used to come in and out of this bookshop. And, you know, we'd share ideas and we'd talk about consciousness and we'd talk about, you know, thinking and life and the purpose and all of those subjects. And I would, I would pick up a book on, you know, for example, on, on the Rasta culture and try and understand their spiritual perspective. I would pick up a book on, you know, religion that, that investigates the validity of, of Islam and Christianity, um, a, a book on history, and just try to understand, try to understand, okay, what are these different perspectives trying to present to me that I can understand. And and to me, it was it was a synchronistic event. Me going to this particular bookshop. Um, yeah, it just it just kind of unfolded itself. You know, I just I landed in Brixton one day and I was drawn to this shop. I walked, it just had this energy, it had this kind of interest, it, it just pulled me in. So as I walked in this bookshop, I was just at awe with all the um, pictures and posters of different famous people. Well, not actually not famous. I would say well known historically. You know, pictures of Malcolm X. You know, pictures of civil rights activists and people that try are trying to make an impact on the human mind. And so, this kind of led me on the pathway of investigation. I think history was the first actual real interest. Actually, I was very interested in Egypt and ironically, the book shop was entitled all eyes on Egypt, but I think I developed an interest in Egypt after going to that shop. It was once, once I was, you know, once I entered, I saw these books on Egypt, the history of Egypt. And I was, I was blown away. I was blown away by a culture, Who based their entire existence on the exploration of nature. And they basically pinned, not pinned, they basically drew out an understanding of every aspect of nature. You know, every insect, every animal, every tree every aspect of nature had a deeper purpose from their perspective and you could see this represented in the or on the walls on you know through the hieroglyphs you know there's all these images of eyes of leaves of of crocodiles of scarabs of Falcons and each one of these animals represented something in the metaphysical world. And I found that, I found that very interesting. I found that very revealing to me and inspiring. That's when I I developed an interest or rather that's when it awakened something in me. And I thought, yeah, it makes sense. You know? Sometimes, when I'm just daydreaming and having these ponderings on a tree and thinking, yeah, a tree has a purpose. A tree is here and I'm here and the tree has been in existence and I'm in existence now. But essentially, I didn't create the tree. And so, who created this tree? And so, with that inquiry, it led me to believe that there's a higher consciousness and I'm okay with God as that higher consciousness. And that for me was the confirmation really and truly of, when I say confirmation, I would say rather the observation of nature was the confirmation that there's a higher power. And this led me to believe that there's a deeper meaning to life. I don't know why, but it just led me to believe that okay, if there is this great power which is evident through the creation that I'm living in, then there must be a reason. And I think that's what the Egyptians were trying to lead us to understand that if they can draw out every aspect of nature through their own perceptions and understanding and show you a journey and show you a, um, a deeper meaning through all of these different aspects of nature. Maybe you can understand that life is not just a joke. You know, there's a deeper meaning. And I think just by the images, just by looking at an image, I would advise anyone, just Google Egyptian hieroglyphs and you would see images that are very moving. You know, if you just stare, stare at an image, stare at an Egyptian image, even just stare at the pyramids and it shows you that there's a, there's a higher order and even the pyramids themselves show you there's a higher order. Because the pyramids are built, and the pyramids apparently are in line with the Orion star constellation. So in that, in that, in that creation itself, it reveals to you that nothing is what it seems. There's, there's something behind. There's something behind everything you see and there's a a bigger picture basically so the bigger picture of the pyramids themselves is that you can say oh it's just a bunch of stones that are designed in a pyramid fashion or you can say okay actually apparently this was a university this was a, a hub for the study of various different subjects in Egypt and apparently, it was apparently the pyramid itself. I don't know which ones, but the Great Giza. I think research yourself just to confirm. But I have come across on various different times, very different, various different occasions, many researchers have confirmed that the pyramids were used as a study center. Um, so. You know, but also within that, within that itself, that's one aspect. And then another aspect is that it's in line with a constellation, which is stars lined up in a different galaxy. You know, the Orion constellation itself, which has many different... So the Orion, the Orion constellation in its own self has many different star systems within me, within me, (laughs) within itself. But, you know, don't, don't believe anything I'm saying right now. Go and check this out yourself because I'm presenting information based on my own observation and based on the books that I've read throughout the years that I've lived, you know, and of course, I'm not going to remember each and every detail specifically. So not everything I'm saying is going to be 100% fact, you know, so you should always check for yourself. So the point I was trying to make is that there's an importance and a message behind everything. And I think that that's what led me to try to
1: understand nature
0: and try to understand God as well, I found that I developed a deeper, I developed a connection with God from a young age. And I started to see synchronicities in my life that for me was signs that there's a higher power guiding me and there's a higher power that's interested in, well, not interested. That sounds a bit snobby. Um, there's a higher power that's guiding me. And there's a higher power that I'm connected to revealed to me through the synchronicities in my life. You know, like I said, the bookshop, I stumbled upon this bookshop. It led me to meet different, very, it led me to meet, various different people it led me to research history it led me to gain an understanding of spirituality you know um travel travel is another thing that's led me to understand cultures from different places around the world reading some of those books in that shop as well you know has led me to understand spirituality but mainly also i would say is observation and You know, even just bumping into people, sometimes you bump into people and you're thinking a particular subject and then you bump into someone. It could be a stranger, but some event occurs that leads you to speak to a person and then you just start talking about spiritual topics for no reason. And this for me is a sign. And you start talking about topics that you're interested in, all things that you were thinking about earlier on on that day or previously, you know, in your life even and you just start to think oh so there's a there is a kind of connection going on there's a connection between me and the outside world and this is a sign because i was thinking something and now someone else has spoken to me about our subject and we've both come to a conclusion that i already confirmed or believed in my own self prior to even having that conversation you know, so the, the, these are kind of the um, the revelations, the personal revelations that you have, and it's not in any religious context, either. It's just a kind of it's a it's a sign, I would say. You know, it's a symbol, and it's a way of you developing an understanding that you're not here by yourself, and it's through that disconnection that leads to toxic characters. In this world, I think that a kind of understanding or belief that you're not really connected to anything. And because you're not connected to anything, you are not accountable for your actions. But there are also individuals who understand, who have a vague understanding that there's a higher power. But their perception is warped because they think that whatever they do is valid because they believe in higher power. But everything other people do is invalid and needs to be judged by that individual because they're on the more high ground because of just having the belief entitles them to being a judge. And you see this kind of arrogant behavior in some characters. And it's just because they believe so. So because they believe that they're on the moral high ground and they believe in their beliefs, whatever their beliefs are, that they can be a judge over those around them, but they don't have to actually be held accountable for their own actions in the face of other human beings. See, this is where the warped perception of God comes in or or the warped belief because they believe that their actions are not accountable in the face of others. Let me just break that down again. So what I'm trying to say is that they won't conduct themselves in a manner that is respectable to other human beings around them because they believe that their connection to God is sufficient
1: enough to prevent them from
0: being accountable. So... Around other human beings, they behave as if they are above them and they judge those around them because of their own belief system. So they, their perception is, has been warped to the point where they, they've become arrogant within their own self. And when they become arrogant in their own self, they basically, I know I'm repeating myself, but like I said, they, they believe they can judge others and their actions are basically not accountable. And I don't know whether that's because they believe that the people around them are not believers. So then they are written off from good treatment and if somebody conforms to their belief system then they respect them i've I've kind of observed this in some individuals when you when you when those individuals encounter others who are of the same belief then they basically become acceptable in their eyes and by becoming acceptable they are
1: worthy of integrity
0: and they are worthy of respect but anyone who doesn't fall in line with their understanding of reality
1: then they're written off as a as a um,
0: unworthy individual and that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. and it, And it's just because, it's only because people don't want to have a mutual respect for other human
1: beings. So they invent in their own mind a belief
0: that pumps them up above others, above others in order to Make themselves feel better, because these type of individuals are always these toxic types. So these toxic types are always trying to um, put others down. They're always trying to suppress, and anybody who's trying to suppress or go out the way, they're going out the way to put others down. Anyone who goes out their way to put other people down has deep seated issues and has a warped understanding of reality because once you understand that we are all connected we're not all the same but we are all connected as one energy and so with that energy you your actions affect the energy field around you so all of your actions all of your deeds impact the energy around you they influence the energy so if you're pouring out oozing out poison you are affecting the consciousness
1: which is the people around you and
0: you will be held accountable but those individuals think they're not going to be held accountable for those actions and that's the problem They believe that they're not not going to be accountable for their actions. And so, or they just don't care. There is a kind of, I'm saying all of this, but I'm rationalizing this, but some simply don't care. In fact, a lot of people are conscious, but don't care. Don't empathize with other people. So you've been listening to Anthony. This is a deeper, Meaningful Conversation. If you're tuning in for the first time, thank you for logging on. Thank you for tuning into this podcast, if you're listening. And thank you for watching this podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube. You know, um, this, this channel itself is about consciousness. And it's the exploration of different forms of consciousness, or different themes that fall in line with consciousness. So the mind, the heart, the heart in terms of consciousness. Inner self, the inner self, um, the understanding that there's an inner voice, which is a higher guidance coming from the source. But these are spiritual perceptions. And so they're not nest, they're truth. Once you come into contact with the reality that there's a higher power and you are given evidence through the observation and synchronicities that occur in your life. Once the, those things happen, then you have evidence there's a higher power. Um, and so, but anyway, yeah, I'm um, going off on a different direction. But it all leads back to the same thing, which is basically there's a, there's a deeper... Meaning behind each thing, you know, which is what I was playing on, which is what I was alluding to when I was speaking about, you know, Egypt, the pyramids, the pyramids themselves, not just being a bunch of bricks, being a university, a spiritual center, a place of study, also in line with a higher power or the higher order, star constellations in line with star constellations. Which is a a deep thing, you know, you know, just to, to be able to build a structure which is a spiritual center, a center which a center of study, a center of consciousness, which is in line with a star system, is amazing. A star system that's nowhere near this planet, which brings about another observation and potentiality of off-world existence. Because why would you, why would you build a pyramid in line with a star system which is far away. What's the point? Well, what's the point of doing that? What's the purpose of doing that? You know, if I build, a, a, if, I, if I, let's say, for example, the people that built the Stonehenge in England and they aligned it with the Milky Way, why? Or they they made it in line with, you know, another star constellation. What is the purpose? And if they left signs and symbols, if they left um, clues for somebody to work out that this is in line with a higher constellation, then they're trying to send you a message. There's, there's a kind of encoded message there to say, look, and it also depends on your own perception because I said you can look at the Stonehenge as a, bun- as a bunch of bricks. But if you go do your research, you can find out, oh, in a minute, no. It's actually aligned to a particular star system. Why? Why is it aligned to it? Why? What's the, what's, the point? what's the point of doing that? You know, there is no point. You know, you can just build a structure and that's it. When you build a house, you don't build your house in line with the Orion constellation, do you? So it shows you there's a purpose. This is what I'm trying to say. There are deeper, there's intentionality. People do things with an intention and it raises the consciousness. You see, just by an image. You can raise a building structure can raise your consciousness and your vibration, your energy, because let's you look at the Stonehenge, then you find out it's connected to a higher um, a, sorry, a star system that in itself raises your, your um, consciousness, because now you, you're aware, you become aware that there's something greater than yourself you become aware that there are other star systems, which means that there are other planets, which means that there's the potential to be, for there to be other life forms, you know, a potential. And just having that understanding that there's a potentiality. Sorry. Just have... Just having that understanding that there's a potential, that there could be something greater out there than the human or well, the humankind, then that gives you a deeper understanding of reality. Just the potential gives you a deeper understanding and an inspiration in some cases to delve deeper into yourself and to delve deeper into reality and maybe delve deeper into history and find out what you know what's been going on in the past because when I when I think about these ancient cultures there's something very spiritual about their images even just the sumerian culture the moment i looked at an image from the sumerian tablets displaying you know the kings and the other characters in that culture, in that day and time in Iraq, it shows you, you know, the images, you know, the images of stars, they have images of stars and then they're surrounded by certain individuals and then they have other characters that are different, are formed in different ways. These different characters, you know, imply some deeper meaning. You know, you think, okay, what's the purpose? Why is there other humanoid types on the walls? You know, what's that about? And then you got images with, like I said, stars around individuals. And you're gonna think what are they, what's the message? Are they trying to tell you that this person or this race of being or this person represents a race from a different star system, or is it just a picture of a person you know in existence, and these people just like stars and they put them behind the image you know they think, okay let's just let's, let's the art let's just draw a person and put stars behind the person and draw other life forms and draw. Technology, you know, <laughs> yeah, there is that kind of understanding, and you're gonna to think to yourself, it depends how you take it. Like I said, it's always down to you and how what you think. If you think it's nothing then it's nothing. But if you look at things and observe them, then you may find there's a deeper meaning behind them. You may not, but that's the thing. There's a potential. Once there's a potential for there to be a deeper understanding behind every event and behind images, then you begin to inquire on the spiritual journey and you then, you then begin to understand deeper things or you begin to understand that there is more, you know? And I think that's that's the message I'm trying to convey or that's the message I'm conveying here now is that there is more. There is more to be discovered and there's more to understand. There's more to
1: experience
0: you know yeah there is a lot more there is a lot more to experience there's a lot more to be revealed there's a lot more to understand you know but thank you for everyone that's been listening thank you if you've been listening up to now I appreciate everyone that's been listening to this channel, leave, leave me some feedback, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you think, you know, and tell me what your perceptions are of consciousness, you know, you know, maybe let me know what you think about healthy consciousness. You know, if you didn't listen to my last podcast, I was talking about healthy consciousness in comparison to toxic, healthy being you know a consciousness that helps to serve the human spirit in the form of somebody who is let's say unless somebody is creative and they are creating works of art for people to appreciate and for people to become um happy or for people to understand um, you know different forms of mental health you know di- you know for people to understand depression you know there's different forms of art that express different emotions and different mental states and this develops an understanding of the self, the individual, the human being, you know, that's just through art. So there's many things that basically reveal a healthy consciousness, you know, through creation, through, through building somebody who's a builder, you know, somebody who is um building structures that are, you know, like Stonehenge, like I said, like the pyramids, these are structures that um, are basically an example of consciousness that is healthy, because it's 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 raising it's a it's a consciousness that reached a certain point, and the the representation of that is the creation of the structure, which in itself raises your vibration. So that's when see healthy consciousness when you come into contact with it, it raises your vibration and it raises your understanding and it makes you, it, it leaves an imprint on you. There's an encoding message that's imprinted onto you, onto your consciousness to reveal to you the message of, you know, the, the given topic or the theme or the structure. So by looking at a certain painting, you should receive or, you should receive a feeling there should be a there's a story behind it the pyramids there's a story behind it. there's a feeling that you get when you look at the pyramids or look at the hieroglyphs you know the incompressor that's these are the healthy kind of consciousness it's a, basically it's consciousness healthy consciousness is consciousness that like i said serves the human spirit whereas toxic consciousness is detracting from the spirit and it's a kind of toxicity that only wants to take away and draw down and bring aw- and disrupt people and, you know, bring about harm to other individuals. Whereas the healthy wants to safeguard, um, provide um, happiness. But not, no, no, not provide happiness, but it wants to. It wants to actually serve the human spirit and it wants to guide individuals, you know. It wants to un- it wants to aid the development of consciousness.
1: And a healthy consciousness is striving to
0: understand itself. And it's not trying to harm individuals is actually investigating for its own channel of craft or of, you know, so it's somebody who's, like I said, an artist, a creative person, a builder, but it's any type of consciousness that is trying to actually aid the human spirit or humankind, you know, so somebody who works with children, they are helping to educate young people, you know, and so that's a healthy consciousness of bringing or that's serving the human spirit in a, in a, um, in a good way, you know, whereas a, a somebody from a toxic consciousness would be the person trying to harm children, abuse children. And you know, of that kind of nature. So that's what I was referring to in the last, basically in the last podcast. And I I began to polarize these different types, just so I can kind of understand the different versions through my own perspective of what kind of consciousnesses are there, you know, And if we even look, if we go back to the definition of consciousness, we always, you know, like I said in the last podcast, on the surface, you know, if you look in the Cambridge Dictionary, like in the Cambridge Dictionary, consciousness is just being aware of your immediate environment And by that, by having the senses of being able to see, smell, you know, taste, and just having those senses, you know, listening, looking, you know, having these senses is consciousness. But they are saying that consciousness is just being aware, you know, but then there's spiritual consciousness, or a different, un- different perspective of consciousness, which is more of a spiritual understanding, which is more geared toward the understanding that consciousness is energy, a kind of higher energy. Well, no, not higher, but it's, a, it's an energy that is made up of Well no, it's the other way around. everything is made up of consciousness, and so the very fabric of nature is consciousness. So a tree is an example of a manifestation of God's consciousness and a human being's manifestation would be a house or a car that was created by a consciousness from the human being, you know, and each person has their own consciousness, their own energy, their own understanding and their own self. For me, consciousness on an individual level is your inner self, your true self is your own, it's your own consciousness and it's your own, your spiritual self is your consciousness from my perspective. So you're, who you really are inside is who is your, you know, that's your deeper understanding. That's your consciousness. So to speak, you know. Yeah. And, it, it, I, you know, I kind of pause when I said deeper understanding, but it is. Your inner self is your deeper understanding. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the pool of knowledge which helps guide you throughout life. If you listen to that inner voice, it becomes a guide you know you don't have to you can listen to you know advice you can listen to the you you know your mind and and see where that you know where that leads you, or you can listen to your inner voice you know it's it's up to you there there is a choice you know um so if I look. If I look back at the healthy versus toxic and, you know, I could say, I could argue that healthy consciousness through observation understands that there is a higher purpose through the observation of nature and then embarks upon a journey of spirituality, spirituality, deeper understanding whereas someone who's toxic tends to believe that they're disconnected from a higher power or there is no such higher power or there is but they are the ones who are above others so then it doesn't matter as long as they're attached to their own belief systems then whatever somebody else believes in is irrelevant or they believe that they can treat anyone However, they feel like on the basis of their own beliefs, and so that becomes a toxicity because they're subjecting others to their own warped understanding, and that's the you know that's toxic. So one that's the toxic journey. The toxic journey is trying to take away and suppress other human beings through their own warped understanding of reality, whereas a healthy consciousness is trying to add more to the human spirit and it wants to investigate and go on a pathway of spirituality through the observation of the events that occur in their own life and through the observation of nature and through these things is what leads you to become spiritual or to understand that you are a spiritual being you know so those are the kind of, you know, these these are the kind of understandings that I'm drawing upon in the moment, you know. And it's fun, actually, you know,
1: when you allow yourself to just investigate these topics
0: in the moment and see where your intuition leads you and see what subjects you talk about, you know, then your conversation itself becomes a journey because there's no pre-planned path. You don't know where it's going to lead you, but you're trusting yourself. So then the actual speaking becomes a an adventure in its own light, you know. And so you just see what happens, you know, and that's the thing, because on the journey, on the discovery, you know, on the deeper understanding of who you are, you're journeying into the unknown because you're traversing through a big mass, a large mass of consciousness, which is life and your own individual consciousness is, is traversing through this mass of energy, And trying to understand it. And so, you know, that's how we're maneuvering. And that's how I'm maneuvering in this moment. And by doing that, I'm exploring my own self and the energy around me. One of the other things that is very common, I would say, in toxic consciousness is sabotaging thoughts. Thoughts that are undermining who you are, you know. But rather, the person receives thoughts that are trying to encourage them to basically cause harm and they are listening to those thoughts you know and they are carrying out those thoughts you know I could could say that or I can just say you know what that's an excuse I'm giving somebody I'm giving a toxic person an excuse. I'm I'm saying that. No, it's not your responsibility. Don't worry. It's the faults in your head. But what if it is? It's that person's responsibility. And that's what I believe. It's whoever's, you know, taken upon themselves to suppress others around them and to, you know, bring others down. You know, I I have now come to the conclusion that they are... They're aware of their behaviour basically, you know. And there's no more excuses for them now, really and truly. You know, because nobody says that a healthy person is not aware is not aware is not aware of their actions, but people always make excuses for people that are toxic. They say to they, oh, they say, Oh, yeah, they they've got health issues or, you know, they've got these problems going on. Why? But when someone's healthy, there's no real excuse for their actions. You know, the people say, oh, yeah, they're responsible for their actions. But if somebody's unhealthy, they're apparently not responsible for their actions. And so it's a way of a consciousness to then pretend and hide behind unhealthiness to carry out certain actions that are harmful to other human beings. And that's what what I'm seeing played out. Essentially, you know, essentially, I've seen it play out, seen people hide behind illnesses, hide behind, you know, conditions to carry out actions that are harmful to other human beings. Why? Because they feel like it, they enjoy harming others. And it's taken me a long while to really come to the conclusion that is not some sort of accident. You know, these there are individuals that actually, they, they actually gain life from
1: the misery of others.
0: Somehow they thrive from the misery. And so it's, I'm taking it upon myself to then deflect that type of energy and stay strong within me and make sure my core is strong and grounded so then I'm able to remove myself from toxic energies and toxic consciousnesses in the form of people and, you know, make sure... I'm able to use the sword of protection against those individuals who are trying to bring down the life force from within. And that's what it's about. That's the battle. It's a battle between individuals who are trying to express their life force and others who are trying to suppress the life force around them and I don't know there are many psychologists out there who have different theories about the reasons as to why people bring down consciousness and why people you know they they would argue that you know there's problems within them and they are essentially outwardly expressing what's going on inside and I think there is some truth to
1: that you know
0: I suppose I can only really, not focus, but I can only really
1: change who I am and how I respond
0: to those types of individuals. Because what I've realized, the more you engage is the less energy you have. So there's times when I think I'm helping, I'm trying to help this individual. But in trying to do that, my energy just becomes depleted. And it's not just oh I feel tired. It's on the core, in the in the deepest cores of my auric field, there's been there's energy removed from me. So then I know that this individual is a dangerous person on a spiritual level. And they, they are aware of it. They're aware
1: of it. It's a kind of, it's a kind of, um, witch,
0: a witch kind of vibe. It's a kind of, um, a dark, not witch, it's a kind of darkness. It's a kind of dark, Vibe, it's a vibe, it's a dark energy, it's a dark vibration that certain individuals tune into in order to express some warped perception of power because. What I realized, anyone who tunes into darkness always is trying to seek power over others. It's always they need to feel above other individuals. They need to feel above. And that's how you, I can identify somebody who is working with the forces of darkness. If they're interested in becoming more powerful and abusing and becoming above then I know they're working with the forces of darkness if they're not interested in doing that if they're an individual that's interested in syncing with the harmonic forces around them and encouraging people to, to express themselves by not abusing
1: others by not abusing their right
0: to be who they are, then I know they they're of the natural higher force they're of the natural forces of light, the natural forces that are there to serve humanity you know so there's a clear difference there's those individuals who are trying to detract and trying to tune in to forces. that are going to suppress others, you know, in comparison to those that are not trying to do that and trying to tune into forces that are going to rise up the vibration of human beings. And you can see this in the form of music, people creating music that is there to increase their vibration through the sound waves, through the lyrics. Also, you know, art through painting. It's a vibration. It brings up your energy, but it, it can also bring your energy down, but in a good way. And what I mean by that is an understanding of different human. Emotions, so anger, there are art forms that express anger, which is good because it gives you an understanding of the rage within. And then there's sadness, which is expressed. And then there's misery, which is, yeah, the same. And there's happiness, you know you see, and there's all these different emotions that are, that are expressed through art. And that's how we know, that's the examples of the, of the kind of, of the forces that the person's working with. So you can see it through, what's the, you know, what's that saying, you know, through their fruits, through their actions they will be revealed. But it's like, you know, the um there's a saying about, you know, the fruits of their actions. Yeah, it's kind of the fruits of their actions, but you know, the you know what is it say what's the saying again? The um the proof is in the pudding is close as well, you know. When you taste it, you know where it's from. And so when you observe it, you know what it represents, when you feel it through the energy, you know what it represents. So that's what I'm trying to say. So there's no, you know, there's a saying as well, actually there's a cliche about the energy speaks louder than the, the words that come out of people's mouths. I don't know who quoted, I don't know who said that, but I've come across that quote on the internet. And it makes sense, the energy does speak a language before and more powerful than the words coming out of an individual. Immediately, I'm aware straight away whether someone is working with the dark forces or whether someone's evil or whether someone is good and of the light forces, straight away somebody is serving truth in comparison to somebody who is a deception or a deceptive
1: person that's my way of discerning who
0: I should basically accept into my life essentially but I'm not going to lie there are people that I allow to be around me who essentially continuously lie to me continuously are deceptive and it's my responsibility to now distance myself from their deception because you know when you accept somebody's deception continuously you're basically saying you know what it's actually okay to uh, continue your lies you know and then you might start thinking yeah it's okay to actually to lie and you start you
1: know mimicking their Behavior. Hmm. So,
0: you know, there is a kind of understanding now that there is something going on beneath the surface. There's a reality beyond the normal understanding of reality. There's a reality going on, you know, and it is a kind of spirit. It is a spiritual, it can be perceived as a spiritual, you know, as a spiritual battle. It can be perceived. It doesn't have to be, but there's a potential for it to be perceived and the it is the understanding that there is something going on because it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't make sense does it it doesn't actually make sense as to why individuals continuously seek domination over others it doesn't really when you really sit down and think, why, why? There is no real deep understanding. Just poke my tongue out. Sorry, my partner in the distance over there, distraction. But yeah, um, there's no real, there's no real purpose And the confused look on my face is the understanding that there is no real purpose to that, you know? And the confusion is also the confusion that, why? And not understanding the rationale behind those that are trying to bring down others because there's there's many under, there's many rational explanations but it's not rational in the sense okay you can say oh yeah somebody wants power over somebody else somebody you know it's survival of the fittest and you need to be strong you need to show your force by bringing others down there's rational explanation logical but not rational because it doesn't make sense and it's complete rubbish
1: you know yeah
0: it is and through the expression of a spiritual understanding it adds to the consciousness around you you are adding as a see an artist i realized a spiritual painter somebody who's expressing their inner self and understandings is a spiritual painter carving out impacting the mass of energy but giving to that energy i mean i remember a friend saying that you know as an artist whenever you express your art you are adding to the pool of energy to that energy and that's what you're doing even as a spiritual person, you're adding to that canvas. So the person who is of the darkness is, det- is detracting and trying to remove your ability to basically add to the canvas. So they are they a are detractor. And if they were adding anything to the art, it would just be a blob a blob of,
1: a messy blob of misery and dark colors,
0: you know, and it would give off a kind of vibe that you can feel, you know. If you look at the piece of art, you can see, okay, there's some weirdness going on here. You know, because that's if that if their consciousness was if their consciousness was expressed on the painting, you would see, you would sense you're like wow, you would sense, yeah, there's something this person's going through something going on over here, there's something going on deep. This person's going through something, you know.
1: And you would see it through the artwork.
0: If toxic individuals were projected. Well, well, no, if they were, if their actions were projected onto a canvas, you would see
1: a kind of messy, a messy distortion image,
0: a distorted image, a toxic image that is Evil in a way, and you would sense that in comparison to the consciousness that is given and creative and trying to add to the creative pool around them and not trying to detract. You would see the difference
1: in the imprint.
0: So, just to summarize, you know, I've basically come to the conclusion that there's a deeper understanding behind everything. Images have a purpose, structures have a purpose. Um, And the understanding or the inquiry into that leads you onto the spiritual path. And then there are those who are trying to take you off that path by bringing down your energy to prevent you from expressing who you are and prevent you from adding to the, the bigger canvas of consciousness, because the more your imprint, the more creative nourishing imprints onto the canvas of ultimate consciousness, The more that happens is the more life and the more fruitful and abundant and harmonious the environment in which that consciousness is expressed becomes harmonious. And anyone who who basically is around that energy and location, because it becomes a physical location, senses and feels the energies and oh, wow this is this is amazing you know that's what happens in comparison to the darkness when people are kind of trying to detract and all they're doing is adding their detraction and adding their toxic harmful suppressing energy to the canvas you'll feel that through once you get into that space you feel kind of a lack of ability to express yourself because the canvas has been polluted by a suppressive energy. And when you enter the canvas, you need to basically
1: repaint onto the canvas
0: an energy that promotes the expression of others. So then when someone else comes into that space, they're automatically on that level and they raise it up to another level instead of having to always balance it out. <laughs> yeah. Coffee, drinking coffee. At uh, what time is it? Twenty to ten, yeah, that's um, <laughs> not ideal. We we'll see if I get any sleep today. And so, yeah, you've been—you know—you've been listening to Anthony Brown. This has been a deep and meaningful conversation. I think I've really explored many different avenues of understandings of consciousness in this pod. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, subscribe if you think this channel is uh, worthy of subscription. And, you know, leave some feedback if you like to leave some feedback. And, you know, send me some suggestions if you like. I always leave my email in the description. And, yeah, give me your examples of healthy consciousness in comparison to toxic consciousness, um, I am actually going to play the feedback that I got from someone who gave me uh, sent me a voice message of their their perception of healthy consciousness versus toxic consciousness. So I'm still I'm still trying to because in the end in, you know in like in the last podcast I was trying to get people to give me their examples, send me in their examples, and I've got some feedback now. And so you're going to hear um, from someone, you know, you're going to hear from Jordan who's uh, giving me his understanding of what he thinks healthy consciousness is. He didn't give me a conscious, I don't know, I'm going to have to read it, I'll play it anyway, yeah. So he's giving me an example of what healthy consciousness is. So you can have a listen of that and you can, you know, see what you think. All right, I'll see you guys later. Ciao.